Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay, there we go. Is it recording? It, I think I think it is. Okay, look, I can't, it's... Those green lines don't look right. No, they're fine. It's fine. We were just supposed to say, you're listening to WRUWFM 91.1 Cleveland, broadcasting from the campus of Case Western Reserve University, and I'll, like, I'll, like, throw in, like, a, like, a word in there, and it... Does that sound good? I think that sounds good to me. Okay, okay, good, fine. That's what we'll do. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this show are only those of the producers and guests, and are not necessarily those of Case Western Reserve University, WRUWFM, and its staff or management. Roller coasters, holy roller. I got shot down in Southern California. All along, you never loved me, yeah. Until the day that you shot me off. And now that it's over, I hope that you find what you're after. We got Max and Teddy in the morning at night sometimes. Liz Huff, Liz Huff and Jordan Cooper join us to talk about their album, Liz Sings Christmas. Plus, college dorms are terrible, and everybody already knew that. And more. Stay tuned. Nothing I can do about Good morning, evening, afternoon, and night sometimes. You're listening to Max and Teddy in the morning and night sometimes here on WRUW-FM 91.1 Cleveland. Broadcasting from the... Fulminicuous. That is a word. You can look it up. <laughs> How would I even go about spelling that? Campus of Case Western Reserve University. Fulminicuous. It's from Fulminicular. Are you? Are we really going to look this up instead of instead yeah. of actually? Fulminous of, is what I got. Yes, but you can rendered make that by into my fulminiculous. really bad spelling of fulminicuous. It's fine. It's from fulminous. Relating to resembling thunder and lightning. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because this show is like thunder and lightning. I'm not even going to. No, it's okay. I, it's so lame. I can't even actually finish saying it. Uh, I am Max. I'm Teddy. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hi, guys. Hi. I am. Um, we should probably I, introduce our guests, right? Eh, you know, I want to be a phantom. People, you don't, you don't want anyone to know who you no, are. No, actually, I do. You don't think it would help? <laughs> it probably would help. Today, we're talking about an album called "No One Sings Christmas," which has an Indiegogo <laughs> campaign started by nobody at all. Whoa, 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 whoa! You're a little too I'm into overloaded the mic a little bit. Yeah, that's a little I bit too Billy Idol right Rebel now, Yell so. right now. I can't hear anything, so you know. It's fine. We've established that I have a cold, so. Liz, you are the aforementioned. No one. Liz sings. Aforementioned, no one. You're nobody at all. From Liz sings Christmas, and we are joined today by Jordan, who you are piano and the music director. I most certainly for the album. And Liz, this is actually a really kind of a surreal experience for us because you are one of the first people that actually we've had on the show that knew the show before no, we invited no, them on. She's what? not the first. She's, she's not the first. You're like the second or the third. The second. Ooh, second. I'll take that. Frenchie and the Punk great. were first. 
Wow. Well, they contacted us. I didn't think they'd actually listen to the show. You have actually listened know. to Max and Teddy in the morning. You have listened. actually listened to us? Yeah. Yes. We're sorry. No, I <laughs> listen. I not only listen, I enjoy. Ooh. So is that, that's is crazy. That, that's actually, I mean, that was our yeah. first question. I mean, our demographic know. is like extremely dangerous people and lunatics. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of describes lives sometimes. Hey. So okay. Kind of in. And, and then a, you're just well, along for the ride. In a fun way. In a fun way. The fun kind of lunatic. <laughs> uh, anyway, Teddy's I'm, just I'm, giving I'm just me a look. I can't believe you just called our guests that. And yeah, I'm yeah. giving him a look back like, I don't. what show did you think that you were on? It's okay. It's my job to kind of steer the interview, and Max just rambles. That's generally... That's not how it always goes. That's generally the role I've accepted, I'm just going to say peanut butter. Right. Yeah, don't, don't even... <laughs> ah, you listened last <laughs> week. Don't even start, because if you say it, then we have to talk about okay. it. Okay. So, but are you crunchy I'm or creamy peanut butter? Band. Okay, excellent. Chunky peanut butter. Jordan, band. redeem, there redeem us, please. No, I actually like crunchy as well. Ah! You are oh outnumbered, sir. You are outnumbered. I should have yeah. scre- we should have screened you guys better before we let you <laughs> yeah. in here. I need to be I need to be more careful about this. Anyway, I suppose that we could actually like talk about why you're here and sure. like yeah, I mean if if you want, I mean, you know, no or we probably. could just talk about peanut butter. So it turns give me a look like, yeah, honey, yeah. you probably Go should. Yeah. You probably should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Liz, you are a singer. You sing songs about things. And in particular, you are singing about Christmas. You have an Indiegogo campaign, not Indiegogo, where I'm just putting that out there right now because That's he okay. calls it Indiegogo and it drives me crazy. I did, I did for the first several times. It's you have, fine. I fixed it. Did you? I did. You were telling me yesterday that you weren't going to fix it. That's because I was talking to you. Okay. <laughs> so you have an Indiegogo campaign called Liz Sings Christmas. Uh, it's up on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Max and Teddy Show. You can go there and click on it and you'll see it. Um, you're doing flexible funding with an $8,000 goal, mm-hmm. um, the goal of which is to produce a full-length album of Christmas songs. Yes. So as you may be aware as a listener uh, on the show of the show, Teddy and I... Both very, very, very Jewish. Um, oh, nice. But I want you to, to pitch to these two <laughs> Jews your Christmas album. So there's a little bit for everyone. There's actually What Are You Doing New Year's Eve is on there. Okay. So that's good. That's an all-purpose kind of holiday song, for sure. right? Yeah. And then, um, and I like to say, if you're a fan of independent artists, no matter what your musical taste might tend to, you know, you might be interested in supporting this album. So there, there's that. And you're looking at me funny. No, no, I'm, I'm thinking because you've, you've pressed, like, all the buttons for us. Like, the independent artist button is, like, the thing to do if you want Max and Teddy to, to, to like Pretty it. much. So you've done a good, it's oh, a good okay. job. Yeah. Well, and we're we're all local. I mean, I work in University Circle. I went to the Cleveland Institute of Music. Jordan lives up the hill. I, I live up near Shaker awesome. Square in Cleveland nice. proper, mind mm-hmm. you. <laughs> in Cleveland proper. That's important. <laughs> So, and we hired all local Cleveland musicians to play with us on this record. Um, yeah, the only, this is kind of funny, the only inspiration actually came from a wedding in California where I was singing at one of my best friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone said, hey, do you have a Christmas album? I'm like, no. It's it, an oddly specific isn't question. It's very oddly. And I <laughs> kind of looked at it like, what? What we kind should, of like, person sp- asks that? That should be like the question <laughs> that we ask. That we ask every guest, do you have a Christmas album? <laughs> like, including the non-musicians, just, or have you considered putting one together? So that one question was enough to spur? What? No. So it was that question. Mm-hmm. And then on the flight home, there's this movie. Um, wow. And I'm totally, it's Mark Ruffalo and Kira Knightley. And it's where he's playing an indie, or like, no, like a record producer that kind of gets fired from his own company. 
and he makes a record with her. Is Adam Levine in this too? Yes. Is it Begin Again? Yes, Begin Again. That's it. So that was the movie. You got it by the power of Google. I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, well, and my, my knowledge of Mark Ruffalo, my deep, persistent knowledge of Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> it's, it's important. Should we address but that? No. Better to just... Not like right okay. now. <laughs> okay. All right. So so that kind of that combination and the fact that I've sung with a bunch of other people on other records and never done my own production, I thought, okay, I feel like I'm getting a little message from the universe, which also makes me sound like a lunatic, but hey, I'm having fun. Um, and here we are. Yeah. We have 18 songs recorded. We went yeah. crazy. Oh my goodness. We did. Yes. We went absolutely crazy. So, I, I mean, I guess one of the other things you could have used to pitch the album to uh-huh. us was most of the great Christmas songs were written by yes. Jews. Well, That's I was trying to find Yes, they were. Yes, in fact, fact, and we have some of them on here. Here, I can show you the. Absolutely, because I was going to say, I mean, I think White Christmas was written by Irving Berlin was, while Irving he was Berlin. in California on, like, some ridiculously mm-hmm. balmy hot day. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, you know, what better inspiration is there to think about Well, the only time White anyone Christmas. ever likes the winter is during the summer. Let's right. Let's be clear. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the time you're like, this is terrible. Why did I sign up well, for this? Well, no, you know, I, I would here? say that, you know, up to the holidays, everyone is really excited about the winter. Uh-huh. And then literally, I mean, the day after New Year's, you're just like... God, Can we have another Ohio, three please. months of this. <laughs> so, I mean, in a or way... Or in Ohio, six months. Uh-huh. Or in Ohio, six months. <laughs> yeah. But in a way, I mean, recording a Christmas album embodies all of the excitement of the winter. And, and you do have... White Christmas? Really? No. I'm, I'm looking at the no, songs. White Christmas is isn't on here. That's yeah. fine. I feel like everyone does that one. But you have Ave Maria, which is just as classic. I'll Be Home for Christmas. Is that you, Santa Claus? Mm-hmm. Is that... Yeah, is that you, is that Santa you? Claus? Made famous by Louis Armstrong. So the songs are already recorded. Where did you guys record them? So at a place called Audio Recording Studio. And a man named Bruce Gigax uh, owns that company. And he was our engineer. He's amazing. He also does the recording for the Cleveland Orchestra. Awesome. Wow. And he's phenomenal. Yeah. He's he's, phenomenal. He has an ear like you wouldn't believe. Um, and what he keeps emphasizing are rough mixes that we'll be playing today. He sounded at us like, he sound <laughs> good. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> And he was he was a joy to work with, and it, yeah. Oh, he's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And so you guys have this Indiegogo campaign going, and you've raised about thirty four hundred dollars out of the eight thousand dollar goal. Mm-hmm. You've got three days left to go, yeah. but it's flexible funding. So if you don't make it, the money well, you'll still get the money. Yeah. Um, now the album's already recorded. So what is this money going to go towards? Well, it'll. Uh, there's more. There's a lot more to do. There's uh, the photography, the art, and the actual production, making the CDs, mm-hmm. um, getting it out there, doing a little PR. There's a lot of things that need to happen still. So it'll go toward that. Except for this, because this is free. This <laughs> is free I PR, very basically. very much appreciate. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Are we allowed to charge people to be on no, the show? Oh God, would anyone, no. Would anyone? No, 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 no. Would Matt, anyone ever be on the show? You're if we walking charged? into a huge gray area between <laughs> you know what you're talking about and the license that we actually have as a radio station. Yeah, I think the rule is that we're not allowed to do that. But even if we were, <laughs> let's be clear: nobody would ever come on I, the show. Matt, I'm, I'm the business manager, Max. I can tell you these things. You shouldn't talk about them. I shouldn't talk about them. Nope. I'm not. I'm not allowed to say Max and Teddy is going to start charging, but we're not going to do that. No, we we're not. Never do that. We, Absolutely. We, we are full of ourselves, but we're not nearly that full of ourselves. Let's <laughs> be clear. Um, so, Jordan, can you, um, you're the music director for the album, mm-hmm. and you also play piano, but there's a bunch of pianists, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, what, does, what did your job sort of entail throughout this process? 
wrangling Liz, I think was the number one <laughs> containing the job lunacy? of mine. No, I think that Liz and I kind of sat down. Liz, Liz approached me to work on the album and she was just like so excited about Christmas and Christmas is my favorite thing ever. So I was like, yes, this is, let's do this together. This is going to be amazing. And so my job was to kind of help her brainstorm her way through this and help her arrange all the different pieces because we do have a pretty wide range of styles going on. And it, that's what's really exciting about it. We kind of sat down and we're like, what are, what are our favorite Christmas moments? You know, everything from these kind of Celtic, low Howard Rose air blooming, clear over to on the other side, we're talking about, is that you Santa Claus? Or, you know, what are you doing New Year's Eve? We have this really awesome jingle bell, you know, thing going on at one point. So it was just a lot of fun. And I think my job was to kind of steer her in a crazy direction. <laughs> <laughs> focusing on the crazy today okay yeah. that's all right <laughs> yeah, no i mean that you know that was going to be one of definitely our questions is you know there's such a myriad of christmas songs there are so many out there is and i mean you've narrowed it down to 17 are these just you know personal favorites or were you going for you know very specific you know st- a, a lot of different styles as you well, mentioned sort of ones that kind of made us both happy which that may sound a little no i mean that's not to be understated yeah no but really and not only for the songs but when i was looking at the people that i wanted to play on the album with me i was looking for people that were very good at what they did Mm -hmm. and also were fun to be with you know and and i think we did a great job of putting that group together in fact bruce the engineer was like oh my god i've never seen people have so much fun in a recording <laughs> session, as you guys are having, so. Uh, well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so, did everyone track everything it, it separately, or did you record it all live as an uh, ensemble? A lot of it was sort of a, like a live with bleed, and okay. there's only a few songs that I was put in an isolation booth for, and mm-hmm. that was basically mm-hmm. because we had too many of us for the the recording room. Um, so most of it, it was, we had like little movable walls with windows mm-hmm. in them that <laughs> went up to like, like head height. And so you could kind of like look through the window and see people mm-hmm. or look through the plexiglass, whatever he had going on. Um, and and most of us are used to playing together a lot anyway. Yeah. So it was nice to be able to have that communication. Yeah. So A lot of us do theater together here in Cleveland. And mm-hmm. it was kind of, it, it was an easy choice to kind of gather these musicians together because we play together all the time anyway. Awesome. So, it, I mean, to me, it almost sounds like we should play one of the songs at this point. Do you want to play one right now? I, I mean, would. we're not even quite at like the break point yet. You don't want to wait? We're about 15 minutes into the interview. I'd like to actually, you know, intersperse the discussion with stuff. Maybe I just listen to NPR okay. too much. But All right. well, if I think we're going to we play do... one of the tracks uh, of the five r- rough mixes you've supplied us, uh, which should we go with? Oh, if we're just limited to one? We're not just limited to one. We're probably going to play a couple. You have to pick one right now. I would start just with one the right number now. one. Okay. That's the, I think that's the Have Yourself in uh, America. Uh, uh, no, What Are You Doing Near you? I think mm, number, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is number one. <laughs> Jordan likes that choice. I love this one, yeah. Awesome. So we will play that. Um, I think, actually, why don't we, before we do that, let's ask one of our um, less serious questions just to, you know, sort of round things out and by the way I feel like I should say you're listening to Max and Teddy in the morning at night sometimes on WRWFM 91.1 Cleveland if you have questions for Liz and Jordan you can go to facebook.com forward slash Max and Teddy show uh, and send us them there uh, I'm not giving out the phone number this week because there's like four people here and it's too complicated and t- I'm absolving Teddy of the responsibility of doing which that. you usually thrust but if upon you magically me, know the phone number I guess we'll probably pick it up you know maybe uh, but before we take a break uh-huh. um when we were thinking about your album, we we're listening to some of the demos that you sent us. I uh, we were thinking, you know, what it, one of my biggest memories of like Christmas time, anything, are like the Christmas time like TV show specials. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, 
for each of you, which is your favorite Christmas TV show special? Well, that one's an easy easy answer for me. It's always Charlie Brown. Yes! Charlie Brown, all okay. the way, yes. 100%. That's Vince Garoldi, as a pianist, is one of my heroes. And we actually tried to lo- layer in a lot of like Vince Garoldi styling, especially awesome. on Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. So, yeah, Charlie Brown. Definitely. Perfect. So, I, I love the Charlie Brown, and I also love the claymation ones. Yeah. The um yeah, like the heat miser stuff oh, yeah. and the and the uh, the Christmas mis- the misfit was it island of misfit toys island of misfit toys that's Rudolph yeah I think and then yeah, the heat miser one is the oh the, the super one. classic yeah, yeah. Ones. yeah I've never even seen that I oh that stuff is amazing <laughs> well see, I I wonder why growing up in the well, Jewish yeah, house you know, <laughs> right we watched the Rugrats Hanukkah a lot <laughs> yeah you did <laughs> that. great. it's great though it is I love great. that one. No, but I, I don't I guess I'm the odd man out here. Arthur's Perfect Christmas was always oh, my favorite as yeah. a kid growing up. Because how can, how can you not like Arthur, though? Yeah. Arthur's great. Oh, that's great. I've, I've found, actually, have I ever told you this, that I found that the like the majority of my friends, if not all of them, all love Arthur. Like, that seems to be, like, the one, like, the unifying, one unifying criteria thing. of people that I, like, spend time with is that they like Arthur. So, but, I mean, that's Arthur true. was big for a generation, I think. Mm-hmm. Arthur you know, is before, very important. Before SpongeBob took over everything. Yeah, Arthur is the over. thinking child's cartoon. Yes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are going to play... Uh, what are you doing New Year's Eve? Um, this is with uh, Liz Huff and Jordan Cooper off of Liz Sings Christmas. Their Indiegogo campaign is uh, currently going on, and we'll be back with them in just a moment. much too early in the game but I thought I'd ask you just the same what are you doing New Year's New Year's Eve wonder who's arms we
chance Here comes the jackpot question in advance What are you doing New Year's Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together Brighter than a lucky penny when you're near the rain goes disappears dear and that feels so If you like sunshine, lollipops, rainbows, unicorns, leprechauns, centaurs, and other whimsical creatures, tune in to the Cream Broccoli Radio Hour, Sunday from 10 a.m. until noon on WRUW. Two hours of indie rock and pop that will melt the coldest heart. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, everything that's wonderful is sure to come your way when you're in love to stay. The English department of Case Western Reserve University now offers an English major with a concentration in film. The film component of the major is flexible and allows students to tailor the concentration to their own film interests. Learn about both the concentration and the major at case.edu slash film. back. You're listening to Max and Teddy in the morning at night sometimes here on WRUW-FM 91.1 Cleveland. The voice of Case Western Reserve University. Also, occasionally the gallbladder. Occasionally the gallbladder. (laughs) When bile is necessary. Okay. (laughs) Now that we've got that out of the way, we are joined this week uh, by Liz and Jordan, who are working on an album funded by Indiegogo. I didn't do Indiegogo this time. Thank you. Uh, called Liz Sings Christmas, and uh, that we're hearing a rough mix of one of the tracks from that now. And this is, a, you know, a very different version of Jingle Bells, I think it's safe to say. Yes, yes. Uh, we were in rehearsal yeah. a few weeks ago and looking at a potential song list, and, like, we just don't want to do the same old Jingle Bells. Eh, right. Why? Why bother? And um, people started throwing out ideas, mm-hmm. and like, oh, and let's do it, in, you know, like this, and let's try that. And yeah, you know. it was a lot of fun. Um, the little combo that I'm playing with on that track is Justin Hart on drums, and Tim Keogh on upright bass, and Brian Mueller on electric guitar. And what's we, the four of us were in the room that day with Liz, and it's this really kind of strange mix. Tim, who is this amazing upright. Um, bass bassist um, just sort of, kind of sort of threw out this cha cha step, and we all started kind of riffing on this weird jingle bell of death, and so it just kind of came out and it was a lot of jingle fun. bell. Well, of so the death. heavy metal jingle bells was passed up. Yeah. We passed that one up, but there there is an accident. Slayer's already tried that. Yeah, there's an accident in the middle of jingle bells when you think about it, and we thought we could tell this like it's an embarrassing story. Maybe we had a little too much to drink or something. I don't know. They went out for it's sleigh likely. ride. It's likely too much eggnog. Yeah, too much eggnog. Upsot. Yeah. And, uh, 
Oh, do you know what it is? I figured out what it is. Okay, during the break, oh my I goodness, was Max. during right. the break. I was saying that your voice reminded me of someone, and I've thought of it. It's the female vocalist from Pink Martini, which is a band. Oh, I love well, them. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Forbes. Yes, yes, she's wonderful. She and I maybe it's the style of the music, but that's who, that is that is who I was thinking of. I don't know why I thought Disney, although I still kind of think that a little bit. But <laughs> well, Pink Martini is is very kind of cinematic. Oh yeah, oh, definitely, almost yeah. Mm. definitely, and how they mm. orchestrate what they play. And I mean, that there's so many musicians in that group anyway. Yeah, and that also like, explains why I can't like think of the exact songs. I just kind of leave it in the background. I never like sit down and listen to Pink Martini. No, that would explain it. I don't know. There we go. Slightly less indie polyphonic spree is always what I think <laughs> Pink Martini is. I don't know. Yeah, and I like the polyphonic spree a lot actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah. that's great. So yeah, that there we go. Uh, that was a complete diversion. I'm I sorry. hope you feel better. Yeah. I do feel better. Like, I've got that, yeah. No, like your face just lit up. You're like, you're so like, happy. I got it. It, I, well, it took, I like, a second, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get to it before then. Anyway. Yeah, so Max and I were actually, you know, if we can turn a little bit to the funding of the project, mm-hmm. really interested with why you went with Indiegogo, Indiegogo as opposed to, I almost did it. Almost did it. Why you went with the Indiegogo route as opposed to maybe, like, a Kickstarter or some well, other s- form a, of crowdfunding. Yeah, there's a story there. A, Is there a story yeah, there? Yeah, we have okay. a slightly sad story. Not, well, not exactly. It was a learning curve story. So we okay. did start with Kickstarter mm-hmm. and, and a bigger goal, and we... Um, didn't get quite all the way to the goal and as you probably know Kickstarter is all or all nothing. nothing yeah. So we're like <laughs> okay that didn't quite hit it we're going to do this again. Yeah we're going to do mm-hmm. this over again and decided to go to Indiegogo because you can do the flexible funding right. and whatever we don't make up in the funding is coming out of my pocket mm-hmm. basically so I was like I'd like to, a little bit will help better than yeah. nothing. Right help. absolutely. <laughs> so that was the thought process there. Um, there both good platforms um you know kickstarter is a little more curated and projects have to be approved so it was nice to be approved and to have Mm, that experience and we learned a lot um and indiegogo is a little more of a wild west right but right it's working for us so far Mm -hmm, yeah we just have a little bit more to go which we just got to keep keep on plugging at it so if all of you listening to this interview right now if you're (laughs) interested you can take a look it's on our facebook page it is facebook.com forward slash max and teddy show there's a link to that uh which has like this wonderful video where you're holding like a glass of champagne and there's like a bow that i can't tell if you're wearing or if it's just kind of balanced (laughs) you know so my amazing photographer beth siegel they they was like let's put the bow on your head we feel like you want to like okay So I will do many things so for a laugh. And, it works. Yeah. <laughs> and there you are, bow on head. And there's video and other <laughs> things like that. Um, Absolutely. And you're not making potato salad, so no, it's actually that. right. Not this time. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> Although, have you considered making potato salad? <laughs> no, but part of some of the perks uh, for Indiegogo are cookies. I'm a pretty decent baker so some of the perks are actually cookies excellent better yeah. than potato Wait, salad how much money yeah. do I have to pay for cookies hmm. I might I know well I heard you guys like candy and you, do you like oatmeal chocolate chip cookies yes well yes. I'll, I'll bring you some probably in a week or so just as a thank you oh well oh, thank you you don't have to do that and the interview hasn't even finished yet no <laughs> but <laughs> you haven't gotten to the questions but that are going to make you really angry oh are they all those hard-hitting journalistic questions that we do on this show because we're a hard-hitting journalism yep. show I have my Wonder Woman bracelets on excellent yes right. yeah the lasso of truth <laughs> which should totally be used on the show more often although we'd have nothing to say then um, so anyway <laughs> Another thing that we're we're curious about is whether or not there are going to be any live performances of this ensemble, you know, towards the holiday season around yes. University Circle. 
Right now, I am working with my friend Tim Cornette, who is a stand-up comedian, and he has a show called the Super Duper Saturday Show mm -hmm. at the Beachland Ballroom and Tavern. It's right in the tavern night. on Saturday afternoons. So we are setting up a show for December 5th. Uh, between noon and 2 p.m. And then I am also in contact with Nighttown. I don't know yet if this will work out, but for a CD release party, because that would make perfect sense awesome. for the yeah. Celtic and jazz kind of music to have that at Nighttown. So I'll, I'll keep you posted as to what happens there. And a couple other venues we're looking into. Um, so we definitely would like to play out more with, with this uh, album so, and definitely. other music too. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. a lot of projects in mind between the two of us. So if this one gets off its feet, you never know. We may be back with another album. <laughs> phone call. Another Christmas them. album. We're not picking well, up the phone. not necessarily. No, not necessarily Christmas. We're thinking about a couple other different things. But right now, yeah. it's Christmas in the summer for us. So. Yeah. Christmas in August. Christmas, Christmas in, in August. Yeah. Almost September. Well, it's September. the last day of August. So yeah. you're, you're getting yeah. there. Christmas yeah, in yeah. September. I was going to open with Christmas in September, but I didn't. Because I forgot. But <laughs> phone caller, <laughs> I saw done. you there. However, we are not picking up the phone because there's or four of us doing a live interview. Call back later or facebook.com forward slash Max and Teddy show. Talk to us on there because I can actually look at that while without you know disrupting the whole show, uh, even though I just did. Fat just chance there. of that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. So, um, and actually, one of the um, things you've got up here on the uh, Indiegogo is a video of you singing Zat You Santa Claus. Yes. Um, this is a, a live performance. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. So that happened at the Tail Spinner Children's Theater on the west side. Um, my friend Ali Garrigan is executive director for that, and it's an amazing, mm -hmm. amazing place. Um, so if you have kids that are interested in theater, take them there. Mm -hmm. um, but that was a way to do some outreach and promotion of the album. Um, so we did a show, Free for the Public. And we did, it was sort of half Christmas and half uh, stuff like Cole Porter have and like other standards. Yeah, other standards. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, all sort of the same ilk. Um, right. Well, you can never, ever, ever go wrong with Cole Porter. Right. <laughs> One of my favorite songwriters <laughs> of all time. So... So that's, that's what that's awesome. from. And then I had a, um, one of my former work-study students. I work at the Cleveland Institute of Art, and uh, she does video. So she came in and filmed that for us. So that's where that came from. Awesome. Perfect. And just to uh, sort of wrap things up, um, so well, we'll, we're will we going to play more. Do we have a rough mix of Is that yeah. you, Santa Claus? Or? There might be a very short version on the... That's yes, okay. There's we can a very play. short version. That's okay. I'm, I'm just the, curious. because I um, On the... Thumb drive on the flash drive. Which I should pull up, but it's okay. We still have a couple more questions. Yep. A couple um, miscellaneous ones, and I know we definitely have to ask Hans's little drummer boy question. Oh, we do. <laughs> so. But actually, first, before we get to those, I wanted to ask, so assuming that everything goes well yes. with the campaign, when can people expect to start seeing the album, the perks, that kind of stuff become available? Well, the cookies will probably start in October. Okay. And uh, and then because that seems to be something people are really into, and <laughs> I mean they're cookies. No How cookies, you not? right? Right. right. <laughs> we're not above cookies here. <laughs> no, we're strongly in support. And then I'm still working on the timeline for the album production. So mm -hmm. um, and we head back into the studio in like two weeks or so. Mm, yes, the eighth, eighth September eighth yeah. and ninth to finish mixing everything, and so we have to get that done, get the mastering process done. And then the actual production. So I'm saying probably into November for the actual CDs in hand. But they will be available for Christmas. Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. Awesome. The most important thing. Right. <laughs> well, it's a Christmas album, so one would hope. Right. So just we always love to ask musicians a couple zany miscellaneous questions. So, you know, 
If the music on this album were a room in a house, which would it be and why? I want to say the kitchen. Oh my god, me too. That's so <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah the kitchen. So it's a mishmash of all this stuff. It's got everything from like this classical to like last call at the bar sound mm-hmm. to like this crazy um, nightclub sounds to just kind of almost classical straight up Schubert going on. So it's right. got everything in it. It's this wonderful kind of mix. And so I thought the kitchen, yeah. Awesome. And then uh, in addition to that, um, you're both very musical people. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first album, doesn't have to be a Christmas album, just any album that you bought with your own money? Okay, this is... Im- if you do, but it's embarrassing. Oh, you God, to say I it. Totally Oh, they're remember. both, and it's two. It's two, <laughs> and there cannot be more different. One was a Frank Sinatra tape, and one was Tears for Fears. It's <laughs> awesome. Which <laughs> Tears for Fears album, though? It was the... It was, oh, God, it's the only one I can think of. It's the... Um, and the name is escaping. And I also had a Cars. I was... Oh, I love the Cars. Oh, that first debut... That's one of the best debut albums of all time. Yeah. I think, if I can say that. You can say whatever you want. We did the disclaimer. That's true. <laughs> um, well, my first piece of sheet music that I bought was okay. for the... Oh, um, man. Was for the cast All the way back recording. to the original medium. Yeah, you know, I can't help myself. Um, for your Good Man, Charlie Brown, the musical. Yes. But... Sweet. Yeah, because Charlie Brown. Yeah. But my f- first album I bought was the Cranberries. Everybody else is doing it, so why can't we? Oh, and nice. I own every Cranberries album to this day and still listen to them. And no, that's wonderful. You have to own car. it. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I have no objections. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Liz and Jordan, thank you guys so much for joining thank us. You. Um, we wish your Indiegogo campaign tons of success. If you go to Indiegogo.com and search Listings Christmas, it'll come up that way. It'll come up. Or for if you sure. go to our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash Max and Teddy Show, it'll come up that way. It is flexible funding, so if you happen to donate to it, um, that money gets to them no matter what, uh, even if they don't re- meet, uh, don't reach the eight thousand dollar goal. Uh, and Liz Sings Christmas will become available, and hopefully, you know. Once it's something that people can actually go out and get, we will let people know. For sure. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Yes, thank you so much. So I think we're going to play ourselves, you know, into another break with another one of the rough mixes. Or uh, we still have to ask the Little Drummer Boy question. Yeah, ask Little Drummer Boy. I almost forgot. So I I now need to look at... I won't let Hans down. I need to look at this really elaborate question. See, you know, and I this isn't even a Christmas song I necessarily know all that well. So it is going to be included. Yes, on the album. So Hans wants to know how exactly an ox and lamb keep time for the drummer. Okay, so hooves. The hooves and tails. <laughs> right. Duh. Well, yeah, so the tail, you know how they have the rhythmic swishing of the tail? Uh-huh. You beat, I would the, imagine you beat the, the ground. So they could be like conducting with exactly. their yeah. tail yeah. or yeah. beating yeah. it out with hooves. Song, actually, actually. And, and okay. can I That's give solid. a little background on this version? For sure. This is an accident because we had some time while we were waiting for someone to show up. And so my guitarist, Bob Gruca and my flutist, Linda White, um, sat down and started jamming because they're like, I only have this sheet music. Let's look at Little Drummer Boy. And Linda's actually playing the piano on this. And this is just like complete, like, let's see what happens. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm trying to pull it up on my computer. Here we go. W-R-U-W. And this is not mixed at all, so I have to put that in there, that caveat in there for Bruce because yes, he very would want me to. This is not mixed yet. <laughs> it's okay. I'm trying to pull it up. I don't have my iTunes library connected to my computer, okay. so can, would it be I can better? Blather. Why don't you just open it in like VLC or something? You can do that. Yeah, VLC oh, yeah. plays everything. VLC is the best. Anyway, um, <laughs> Liz, Liz and Jordan, thank you guys so much again for being with us, um, and. 
hope that it goes really, really well. Yeah, and you. can I just ask, since while Teddy figures this out, because you said a personal curiosity, we were like, we're not going to ask him anything about being fans of the show, but like, when did you first listen to us? What made you fans of Max and Teddy? Or if only one of you is... Well, it's been I'm a not while. even a fan of Max and Teddy. Oh. I'm, I'm joking. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> no, we, we like being here. I remember, we so do. I remember one of the things, I remember your first Zach Brill. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, I'm sorry. No worries. Uh, interview, and that was a while ago. That was, yeah, that was more than a year ago because he was just on again about Alley Cat, his new restaurant. Yeah, and so I know yeah, I was I think listening that was almost a year and a half that, ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you guys make me laugh. I mean, yeah, you guys are so funny. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody pointed out to me the other day that Zach Brule looks like H. John Benjamin and sounds like him. You know, like like the Bob's Burgers guy. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. and I was like, that's so right. I was shocked. <laughs> and he's a chef too. So, but although he's a little bit higher caliber than Bob's Burgers, but he does have two burger restaurants. He does. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll have to ask him about this next time we talk to him. <laughs> Absolutely. I may see him on Friday. Yeah. If you do, actually. just be like so. Did you know that this was a thing, or is this like just just ask him? Are you getting royalties from Bob's Burgers? For Are you this? getting royalties from Bob's Burgers, or should they should you be paying royalties to them? No, it's unclear at this point. Wouldn't acknowledge that if that were the case. No, <laughs> no. no, never. So I think I actually have a working. You actually got it. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm playing it in quick time because Fine. that works. Whatever works. So um, we're actually going to come back and just kind of discuss random news items okay. if you guys would like to. You're welcome tag to hang along out with for us. that. We have no we have no reason to kick you out. Okay. Absolutely zero. So. You've been listening to Max and Teddy in the morning and night sometimes. We're going to be right back. Lay me 
Uh, oh man. Uh, sorry. Oh, hold on. Wait, hold on, wait, wait. Hold on. That's the that's the wrong song. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Stand by. Okay. All right. I got it. If you like whipped cream and other delights, tune in to Maximum Consumption, the rating best show about food in Cleveland. According to a 2007 poll. Come chew the fat with Catherine and John on Tuesday evenings from 5 to 7, right here on WRUW-FM 91.1 Cleveland. Is mayonnaise an instrument? No, Patrick, mayonnaise is not an instrument. The views and opinions expressed on this show are only those of the producers and guests and are not necessarily those of Case Western Reserve University, WRUW-FM, and its staff or management. Horseradish is not an instrument either. Nothing was easy till now Hope like the morning will paint the dawn And you are listening to Max and Teddy in the morning and night sometimes here on WRUW-FM 91.1 Cleveland. The pernicious ulcer of Case Western Reserve. The pernicious ulcer of Case Western Reserve. I don't even have a pernicious ulcer. It's pernicious anemia as a thing. I don't know. joined by Liz and Jordan, still from... They haven't kicked us out yet. No, absolutely. (laughs) Until it comes time for WRUW to kick us off the airwaves in favor of that 70s showcase edition. Yes, in favor of that. But that's okay, because if we were on here for too long, we've had experiences. It doesn't work. Beyond like an hour, we start to degrade a little bit. Do you melt down? Well, we did this... We We did did a four-hour middle-of-the-night show. By the end of it, we were pretty loopy. We were pretty out of it. (laughs) Yeah, it was like two to seven. We even had friends like coming in and, like, friends calling and stuff, and it was still just... It's, it's hard tough. to talk for that long. It's tough. But in the background, Tears for Fears, since we were mentioning it, this is a Brian Wilson said. It seems to me that, like, in a week, we can do about an hour and a half of good, like, talking content. Yes. Like, we can do two hours, because sometimes we have to, like, pre-record, but after that, it kind of it kind of right. degrades. And it's not exactly that great to start with, so... <laughs> it's okay. We should, uh... We should talk about things. We should talk oh about the boy. things. College so, dorms. Yeah, actually. Yes. So we're going to do a little bit of the news according to Max and Teddy. And then we're actually going to talk a little bit about Studio Rama, which you may have been hearing pro- promotions and stuff for. You'll well, be Studio reading Arama, about Teddy. it. Oh, what is that? Oh, what is that? That is uh, the us. annual concert festival that WREW puts on uh, one of the first two Saturdays of September. It's the 34th annual. We've been doing this for 34 nice. years somehow. And our headliners this year are Man or Astro Man, question mark. And they are unsure of their identity as either Man <laughs> or Astro Man. And Doug Gillard, who has previously been on our show. Who has. And who Man is. or Astro Man, we're going to try to get on the show before... Yes, the- I'm on that. I'm going to have to remember some, to send an email tonight. There's some other awesome bands. We're going to get into some of them. Um, our duly beloved Adam Spector, formerly of the Spectrum, will be there with Queen of Hell, Hiram Maxim, Cheap Clone, other good stuff. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I could list all of them for you if you wanted. It's you okay. could, because you've been thinking about nothing but this for like the last three weeks. Well, not nothing but this, but this is like seven Okay, nothing but this and your girlfriend for the yes. last three Okay, weeks. that's that's fair. And food. <laughs> and food. <laughs> your top three. Yep, I mean, that's pretty much... I'm not even in the top three. No, you're, you're like top... 
seven. Oh, those seven's not bad. Seven's... Top five. I'll know. take it. It's fine. <laughs> We're not friends. I'm thinking about you now. Well, yeah, because I'm literally right in front of you. It's okay. Teddy doesn't have object permanence, so if you've oh. noticed how he's asking you your name, wasn't when he developed. Away, he doesn't develop know. As a kid. He doesn't remember things like beyond like the few minutes when he sees. Whoa! Them. Who are you? Right. <laughs> so, but that's different. For, like you don't, you can recognize faces, though, right? Right, I can. Okay. That's good. Right, but like if you walk out of the room, oh, he'll yeah. think that you're gone forever. You must cry a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No. No. Okay, I don't. Good. Well, he's become pretty. He's become attenuated to it. He doesn't really notice it anymore. Jordan's <laughs> this music is just not at all what we want for this. It's oh, not at all suited. It's okay. <laughs> I pretty much have actually over here. No, you want me to stop Oh talking. no, that's okay. You can <laughs> so, all right, we will talk about real things. The New York Times. This is the news according to Max and Teddy. The New York Times has written Vivian Yee is her name, and she has written something that is an called. Awesome name. That's pretty good. I dig that. Dor- name. I like Vivian. I want to be called name. Vivian Yee. Dorms you ne- you'll never see on the campus tour, and it's basically an article about crappy college dorms with pictures of things what? like trash piles. Those outside. exist at the <laughs> glorious Case shocked. Western Reserve University. So here at Case Western Reserve <laughs> University, to fill everyone in, we have a variety of dorms. We have the new student dorms, which are not open yet, and all the and people who are supposed built. to be living in them are in hotels currently. Yeah. Oh. Which, fortunately, the case is paying for, to be clear. Okay. And paying um, them for every day they live off campus. What? I think you get about, like, 50 awesome. bucks that's or like something. The, yeah. That's, that's a good deal. I don't, I don't know well, how that got you have so to, lucky. Like, you yeah. have to ride a bus to campus every day, and that sucks. And, you know, it's just kind of a pain. Yeah. I have a friend... Ethan, he's in the he's in that yeah, situation no, um, right now. He does not like it. No, our friend Ben, who is a frequent listener of the show, is yeah, actually yeah, yeah. in that situation as well. Really? Oh, he is. Yeah, he is. I just saw him. He didn't tell me. He's uh, not he in a hotel, but he's you know he right. Oh no, he's space. off. He's somewhere else. He's yeah. off campus, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. you know he pays this guy to live with him. But then Case happens to pay him more <laughs> for the Case pain and suffering. So he's literally making money by renting someone else's apartment. Then there are the freshmen. So the freshman buildings are not great. Teddy and I lived in They're one of the better dorms. Ones. I mean, what are, are you, you are supposed to... Are those the concrete block ones? Yeah, yes. those are the ones that like, yeah. the ones like, like yeah. just squares, mm-hmm. like the most square. Yeah. Like, if Mocha is the alien poop, then the square is the alien's, like, claymation. <laughs> <laughs> shiny, shiny. Really? Right. Uh, yeah, I've okay. said this before on the air. <laughs> I think have. that Mocha looks like an alien pooped it onto University Circle. It did. It I does. Mean, really the whole uptown development is very... alien Right, yeah. It's like something from the second Prometheus, which is happening for some reason. We'll be talking about movies that shouldn't be happening in a little bit. But um, (laughs) there's that. Then there's the second year housing, which is probably the worst. The buildings are old. They're not particularly well taken care of. Things like elevators that break down on moving moving day when you live on the ninth floor. Fun. Yeah, that was fun. And they're located, you know, completely on the opposite side of campus. So you're really isolated from everything, which is it was the toughest part for me. Yeah, it's it's difficult. You because look really dumb when you have your your like headphones up on your cheek. Thank you. It's the really listeners funny. can obviously see this right now. Just picture Teddy looking really dumb. It's not hard. Yeah. I may start crying now. It's okay. That's okay if you look away. You're you remember me, that I'm here. Uh, Just look, look away. Look yeah. away. Look away. He oh, doesn't exist. He's not. He's gone. Oh, what? I'm back. <laughs> How did I get here? Jesus Christ. But so basically, right. <laughs> the article is talking about, you know, this idea that, you know, universities are charging a really outrageous amount of money for you to live in these places. Mm-hmm. They make it mandatory, and then they don't News really flash. maintain them. This happens all the time anyway. No, they don't, they don't really maintain them, but I don't know. Although I will say that one thing that you don't realize, and that I am now realizing because we now live in an apartment that's not technically part of Case's campus... Uh-huh. Is that when you're in the dorms, there, you know, 
the buildings are not amazing. They're not the best maintained. But a lot of the difficulties of living are abstracted away from you. And a lot of the cost right. comes from that. Absolutely. You have people that, you know, more or less clean it every other week. You have, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, probably the best part. You have furniture that's provided. You have, you know, utilities are included. There's electricity. There's heat that works sometimes. Yeah, some, <laughs> most of the time, usually. Air conditioning that worked or is useful very the little of the time. Air conditioning always worked, but most of the buildings don't have it. Only the nice stuff. Only the nice... Oh, like, no. like, the village at Case costs $10,000 a year. Oh, more than that. Thing. More than that, it depends. It's a couple it's, grand more than that. Well, if you're living there the whole year, then yes. Otherwise, it's per semester, it's like 5000 Wow. It's like 10000 for seven months. <laughs> it's more than my apartment. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. More than ours, too. More than too. ours, too. <laughs> Part of the reason that we're in it. Part of the reason, right, exactly. So By a lot. But, um... So, but but it is nice. I mean, I, I have realized this that you know. Ha- I mean, the, I think the cleaning's the biggest thing. Having someone like come in and clean your floors and well, clean your countertops. Well, the, 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 the cleaning the is something that I do most of anyway. That's not entirely true. No, but for sake of argument, it is. For sake of argument, it is. But it's still like that's time you wouldn't have to spend. That's true. And you know, you that don't is have nice. to spend it though. That's fine. That is nice, and. You know, the the facility of being near lots of other students, I guess, is a plus. But, like, we live on a college campus. Everyone here is a student or somehow affiliated with the university. Or, with or just university circle. So I don't it's know. not that, you know. But I don't know. I, I, I read, you know, pretty much this entire article when you linked it to me as a duh kind of thing. You know, there, was, there wasn't anything necessarily revelatory in it no. to me. It does include an amusing breakdown of some of the other dorms, like, in different places, though. Um, like there, it, we are pleased and to know a that great, there are very artistic picture of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty artistic, actually. There's like a little, someone's like a little slideshow here. It's yes. Well, who doesn't want to look at pictures of people's feet? You know, uh, I, not no particularly me. No context at all. There's a lot of raised eyebrows. Yeah, that's right fine. Now. <laughs> yeah, um, Max. But they talk about like the University of Illinois, and <laughs> what. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I, the the fact that you didn't get Did why that was alarming. No, no, I, I get why it's alarming. Be... I'm just not acknowledging it. Oh, fine. that's fine. I mean, I did Cornell not already Cornell. is like the no. world's most depressing campus. Like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, they've got like the highest rate of suicide of like any university. I don't think that's because of the campus, though. I think it's because of the amount of you work. You think it's because Cornell is very punishing? Yeah. Probably. I wonder what the suicide rate at Case is. Ooh. Let, I really want to think about you that. are posing a lot. Of, you're just saying a lot of things that we probably shouldn't be talking about on radio. We right? Talk we about that. suicide, about implied foot fetishes. Like, <laughs> come on, implied foot fetishes. Okay, I'm, you, you people are the ones who came up with that. I had nothing to do with There's that. There's probably hotlines for both of those. Maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So it's kind of it's kind of a yeah. This is a thing, and I don't. The thing is, the article doesn't really have a point because it's like yes. We know this is bad. Are we going to change it? Well, probably not, because we're still paying the university $60,000 a year to go here. Yes, indeed. So, next in news that is completely unnecessary, and we're going to merit with discussion anyway, is that there are evidently longer extended versions of all three Hobbit films, which were already an extended version of one book, coming into theaters. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, because if there's one thing that we needed, it's more superfluous content that has nothing to do with the actual Hobbit story. Correct, because they didn't factor that into all of the movies to begin with. Right, and I mean, I didn't even watch the last one. Uh, What is it, The Battle of the Five Armies? I didn't even... Mm -hmm. We watched the first two, and I remember just coming out of the second one being so thoroughly unimpressed... And we just didn't bother. Well, with not, the third one. you know, unimpressed with specifically. I did actually. I said I saw the third one. You did. did what I did, did. You think of it? It was basically the same as 
I don't know. I've I've kind of you know as as you're watching it, you kind of lose track as to what's true to the story and what isn't because you're <laughs> just like watching the film, and then you go out of it and saying, ah, okay, it's over. Well, I have to <laughs> jump in a little bit That's what because I, I am like a Tolkien aficionado over here. Excellent. Okay. And okay, I even perfect. have a Tolkien tattoo sporting on my arm. Do you? Oh, really? I do. It's right there. Nice. Um, Sweet. And yeah, no, I know that the Hobbit movies sure have a lot of superfluous content, but when he, there's more coming out, I just kind of wet my pants a little bit because I <laughs> love it so much. And so I, I know there's a lot uh, of naysaying about stuff. you might be stuff. the demographic. Yeah, yeah but I, oh, you are I, definitely, yeah. I cannot get enough. So I'm just like, yay, more yeah. Hobbit. That's me. I guess I just, I don't know. I didn't, like, I read The Hobbit. It was mm-hmm. the first Tolkien book mm-hmm. I read, and I loved The Hobbit. It's actually the only Tolkien book I've read. But I haven't I really read the original Lord of the Rings. Like, oh, I know, crazy. I know. The Hobbit story, because it's so, it's, the tone is so different than Lord of the mm-hmm. Rings. Yeah. It really, I felt like the attempt to integrate, like, Lord of the Rings and Cimmerillion content into The Hobbit was kind of taking two things that are, they're in the same universe, but they're almost not the same genre. Like, they're both fantasy fiction, but one is, like, this very sort of encouraging, brighter fantasy tale, and one is a very dark, difficult thing. And, and the third one is a creation myth. Totally, you know, to totally. put all of those things together into one movie is really overextending yourself. And I really well, feel like that was evident. Well, I think that I see what you're saying. I think there's a level of it, though, that if they were going to be completely true to the book itself, it would have been a cartoon. It wouldn't even be it was a like cartoon. It, exactly. So it I'm was. saying if they were going to stay in that same genre yeah. because The Hobbit's such a children's book, I totally see why they peppered in stuff. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I say this, and I'm kind of thinking of like Pacific Rim, which I just will talk about at any opportunity. Yeah, you will. <laughs> there's nothing wrong. <laughs> There's nothing, but I always use it as an example because it is such a good example. There's nothing wrong with making a movie that is wholeheartedly a child's film or a beautiful, happy story if you're really if you're really into it, if you genuinely want that story. And if to you're be successful like, at integrating mm-hmm. other complexities into it, you know, as indeed is true to the actual right. novel. Totally. Have you seen what is it, The Little Princess? There was a Shirley Temple version of this film, and then there's a newer one done probably 20 years ago, and it's absolutely beautiful. Beautiful storytelling, beautiful um, film. He's looking it up right now. I, I literally know what you're talking yeah. about. It's, it, 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 There's it, it, it goes back and forth and between 1995. Yeah, the 95. It's the same director as the third um, is Prisoner of Azkaban. It was um, yeah, Alfonso. Oh, Alfonso yes. Cuaron. He did yeah. a beautiful job on it. Yeah, my sister and I were obsessed with that little princess growing up. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Oh, it's, yeah. It has a wonderful I'm, like, storytelling. Vaguely familiar with this. But That's making you a qualified expert to oh, speak about she it like, on the radio. She like ends up like an orphan or something. Yep. Something happened. I don't want to yeah. ruin it for our listeners. You should see it though. Look at yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous yeah. film and uh, very true, I think, to the original intent mm-hmm. of the book. So yeah, I, I feel like I've this. It came out in 1995, so it's 20 years old this year. I, I feel like I've seen it, but I just don't remember. Maybe when I was little. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember enough. We'll have to have a viewing party before the next show. Oh, clearly. Oh, it's worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> You and I will just sit down and watch Little Princess Teddy. We can do it. <laughs> yes, sure. Uh, With your fresh baked cookies. We watched Casablanca together on a plane back from Israel. We both nice. fell asleep. He protested oh. he did not, but that's because you know that movie so well that you. Yeah, I can probably <laughs> recite all the entire dialogue of the film right now, but that's okay. That's okay. You don't we don't have time for that. We don't have what is it? Two hours? We don't have that. It's uh, like ninety minutes, give right. or take. It's the a little silk. bit less. We have about five. So, less than that, actually. Now we have about three. This clock is wrong. Um, it's okay. We should uh, talk about what is coming up. Yeah, we didn't Definitely. even get to Studio Aram. We didn't even get to the Studio Aram. We'll That's that okay. I'll probably, I, we'll probably devote a 20-minute segment next week to just talking about Studio Aram, which is coming up uh, Saturday, September 12th. It is going to be in the Mather Memorial Courtyard, 11220 Bellflower Road is the address. 
You don't have to pay uh, a single money to come. You do not have to pay any of and and and, and dollar bills. No monies are required. None, but we are going to be going from 1 p.m. until about midnight, and we're actually going to play ourselves with Manor Astroman. But also next week, we were fortunate enough to sit down with uh, Albert Hammond Jr., who is the yes. rhythm, sometimes lead guitarist for The Strokes. He has a new album. He has a new album, as he is now a solo artist, because The Strokes can't make up their mind on whether or not they want to be a band at any given time, <laughs> mostly because of Julian Casablancas, I think. I can't tell. Well, he, well Albert seems like in, a super chill guy, so I don't he know was. if it was him. I don't think it was him, but yeah. we have actually an interview with him that's going to be coming up next week prior to his Grog Shop show on September yes, 10th. Indeed. And all that good stuff and more craziness next so, week. So, you've been listening to Max and Teddy in the morning at night sometimes with Liz Huff and Jordan Cooper. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Thank Once you. again, Yay. Liz sings Christmas on Indiegogo.com. You can find it there or Facebook.com forward slash Max and Teddy show, which is also where you can feed our massive egos with your likes and comments. Um, that 70s show case edition with hot Donna will be up next. Um, so until next week, I am Max. I'm Teddy. And here's wishing you and yours the very best.
WRUWFM 91.1 Cleveland, the deepest funk around. You're listening to WRUWFM 91.1 Cleveland. Stay tuned, that 70 shows coming up next. <laughs> 